Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Americana Station podcast. Today, I'm very excited to have my friends, longtime friends, over 10 years I've known these guys, from Mobile, Alabama, the Underhill Family Orchestra. I've been playing with these guys for well over 10 years, beyond 10 years, probably 12 years with Ben. Um, back in the days, he was in a band called Our Departure Project, which turned into Anus in the Shoe, and uh, we've been hanging out for a long, long time. They were really good friends of mine, and I was excited whenever um, their publicist asked if uh, they could be on the podcast, and of course, of course they can be on the podcast. And uh, it was funny because she had no idea that we were such close friends. I uh, ended up seeing them at uh, Mercy Lounge about two months ago and uh, uh, bumped into their publicist who happened to know, and it was just this weird thing where none of us even realized that uh, we knew each other. But um, this episode of the podcast was a blast. When I was uh, going back and editing it, it was really hard to edit it down um, to my normal 50 minutes, you know, 60 minute uh, spot. But uh, so it's a little bit longer this episode, but it's I think it's well worth it and uh, still cracking up at all the jokes in there. And um, I hope that you enjoy it. Um, this is uh, very exciting news. Um, the Underhill Family Orchestra will be on my Americana Station podcast during Americana Fest at the well coffee house the um, black river stage um and uh if you can make it out if you're coming out to americana fest it's going to be on september 13th that's a thursday it starts at five o'clock and um beyond the underhill family orchestra we also have the barefoot movement um the jellyman's daughter adrian and meredith um we have the arcadian wild dave's highway it's going to be a fantastic outstanding some of the best acts in Americana are going to be on this, and I'm so excited that we're also going to be live podcasting it. So you'll be able to hear from uh, all the people um, that'll be playing that. We'll be talking to them all. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm uh, my voice is a little worn out. I've been on the road. I was in uh, Chicago and uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, D.C. I've been all over. I've been globe trotting, and um, my voice is a little worn out right now. So I hope you uh, can just uh, ignore that and enjoy the show because here it comes. Hello. Hey. Hi, I'm Karen. Hi, I'm Karen. Hi. And that's Georgia. Hi, Hi I'm, I'm Karen. Shelly Duvall. Hi, I'm Shelly Duvall. Okay. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Great. Check, check. Seems to work fine. All right. So yeah, your mic is closer to your mouth. Yeah. I'm sure, it works great for you. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have three individual mics for you guys. That's Sorry. Okay. You don't um, say. So tell me that you love me. <laughs> just, just tell me, please. I love you. Oh, I you. love you. So the new record, it's well, really good, guys. Our previous agreement, I can't tell you that I love you. <laughs> <laughs> We're only allowed to make backhanded, sarcastic comments to each other. That's true. That's kind of been our relationship for the last like ten years. Yeah, I was just expounding upon you that. and me and all of the people. Yeah. <laughs> so today I've got three, three fifths. Of Underhill? Yes. Family Orchestra today. So um, we've got Steven, we got Joel, and Ben, and um, just uh, going to hang out and talk some today. So you just played Finally Fridays at Nashville Palace. How was that? Mm-hmm. It, was it was a good time. It was a very good time. It was uh, quick. Yeah. But uh, they wanted us to play more songs. That's awesome. Than the... and it was partially because the guy who was supposed to be after us didn't show up, but they still really... <laughs> Please they said up. he was just showed up late. Yeah. yeah, but uh, they still both uh, guys in charge were really excited about the music, so it was nice. We got to play six songs. Six on songs radio. instead of four. Yeah, we got to play hey. with uh, Ruby Red Shoes. Yeah, <laughs> Ruby R- boots. Red, I'm actually Ruby wearing boots. Ruby boots right now. What the uh, shoes? Yeah, Ruby boots. But yeah, she's lovely. Ruby her, boots. Her yeah, yeah. Great. very nice lady. Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, I didn't ask her pronoun. I assume she identifies as a lady. That's, Do we know? I guess no one can really say. Yeah. Dang it. You can't say about anyone. We, I guess we could pull up her bio and see. Or. I don't want to do that. Their bio. The, right. Look up a bio. Look and up the bio. And, and see. Yes. I feel like that'd be a lot of dead time on this podcast. Yeah, that would be a lot. <laughs> Maybe we should move on. <laughs> but no, it's a lot of. Like, I, I really enjoyed listening to her. She had really heartfelt yeah. songs and. That's awesome. I actually haven't heard her. I've seen. Uh, she has a cool accent. She was at Folk Alliance when I went, but uh, I didn't get to see her. That's great. So um, you guys are also touring a lot. You're going to be doing Atlanta, New Orleans. Are you headlining 
Is it Mob or Mob Fest? It's actually M O B Fest. M O B Fest. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. We were informed. But yeah, we're headlining the Friday night slot there. That's awesome. Yeah. Very excited about Hometown Festival. Hopefully, um, a lot of people will come out. How, how's the touring been? Touring has been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're out a lot and trying to go further and further. We're, um, last tour we went all the way to like Santa Fe. We're going at the end of August, early September. We're going up the East Coast, so we'll be back in New York. Uh, last time we were there, we had an awesome time in Brooklyn. So we'll be back there. Um, and then in October, we are heading to the West Coast for the first time. Yeah. That's exciting. <clears throat> What part of the West Coast are y'all hitting up? All of it. All yeah. of it. As much <laughs> as we can cram in in like 12 days. So yeah. we got like a short window. So we're hauling out there and then coming back. Probably going to starting in, we have a date in Washington. And then we're probably going to go down the coast, Portland, and maybe San Francisco, LA, maybe San Diego, then back over to um, Texas and home. Yeah. Are y'all doing all your own booking? Or? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to be fun. <laughs> So if anybody wants to pick that up for us, they can. <laughs> email us at underhillfamilyorchestra at gmail.com. Our <laughs> website is weareunderhill.com. And you oh, guys... Yeah, that's where you can find all of our tour dates, though, is our website. Yeah, we're yeah gonna, that's right. We're going to be pimping our internet presence the whole time. <laughs> this entire time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's underhill, good. Underhill, underhill, underhill. Like I was saying on our Twitter. <laughs> just the other which day. Which is at underhillfamily. <laughs> Usually I put that in like in post, but you know, just go ahead and save me a step. We're all about plugging. Just in the show yeah. notes. Yeah. They will uh, definitely get it through their head. <laughs> Quit for, fidgeting, Steven. For everyone listening, I was taking apart a lamp. <laughs> uh, the, well, you know, I think, you know how when you're a kid, like, uh, they can just make fun of your name. Like, my name's Stephen Laney, and so yeah. I always got called Levin Staney. I feel like, <laughs> which I said into the ether of the internet. Just now. Uh, but, At dot com. There's, there's some guys that call me Pill Wayne. <laughs> they, they really do, yeah. That's uh, at Freeze, <laughs> Nordista Freeze, and uh, S. Grant Parker right there. Yeah. <laughs> dot com. Pill Wayne. Yeah, Pill, Pill Wayne. Wayne. That's nice, though. You're a real Pill Wayne. That's like my rap name. Yeah, yeah. when we, Pill when Wayne. we ultimately yeah. do our uh, rap side project Collab. Yeah. Collab. together. Definitely. Because I'm Little Christmas. Little, little Christmas? Christmas? Yeah. Little Christmas. I like it. I'm Baby Toenail. Bo- baby Toenail. That's not, that's not true. I'm... Little Christmas is my tagline. That was pretty good. My tagline is, hope you have a merry little Christmas. That's... <laughs> <laughs> We'll keep working on that. Yeah, yeah so we'll just workshop kind of inflect on one. We'll send it up to the UCB Wait. guys and see what they think. Yeah. Guys and ladies. Yeah. And non. So where are the cameras exactly? Are they hidden? Yeah, All I really dressed are... up for this. So are you oh, getting my shirt in the yeah. microphone? I didn't. I'll put it, I'll put it on my at AmericanaStation.com. Okay. Uh, I'm just not sure where to look. Social media. Wow, exactly. Or where not to look, actually. <laughs> For anyone listening, um, <laughs> Will is wearing a purple tee. I am. Actually, it's, yeah, it's Freeze. That's the guy that calls me Pill Wayne. There you go. Oh, yeah. we're, guys, we're here to talk about Freeze Fest. Uh, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> just a, Pill just a wrap up. Just kind of how everybody feel about it. and. So on a serious note. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be doing so Please. much editing to this. He's going to be like, I'm wow. Sure. Well, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, okay. 14, a four minute interview. It's, with yeah. <laughs> with just like, yeah. A Terrible lot of, edits and yeah. just like, hit. Lots of cuts. How many ads? Lots of just <laughs> messing with the lamp. How many ads for Audible will you have to stick in between? <laughs> it's basically just one long ad. Hello yeah. Fresh. <laughs> Um, so, I should not do fake advertisements. We're not getting paid. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not getting paid. So that's getting removed. Um, <laughs> so songwriting. Who who's like the main songwriter? Is there a main songwriter? Do you like how do you write songs for Underhill? Is it like kind of pass back and forth? Yeah, it's pass back and forth. Stephen will have some. One of us will have part of song, an entire song, a chorus, a idea, um, and bring it to the table and we'll all work on it. If somebody has like to- something totally completed, which happens um, from time to time, then 
here's the song I have, let's make music to it. And then we all kind of uh, work on dynamics and make it interesting or try to make it as interesting as possible versus like just kind of, you know, nobody wants to listen to a song that is just a plateau or, you know, boring. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> funny enough, William, uh, there's a there's a quote uh, from you that I heard by proxy that sticks with me every time that I write songs. And really? Yeah. It was uh, in Song World, Anything Goes. It was, uh, I guess you sat down with Brian. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, Brian we did. <laughs> yeah, so there was... Uh, and he lost the damn lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... I mean if they're, if they're not up here for Brian, they're yeah. just uh, in the wind. Uh, but the, um, yeah, so I think that's something that when, when we are writing, that's always my focus is I, I think everybody has a very interesting take and everybody has something to kind of bring to the table when it comes to songwriting. And I think, uh, you know, Ben's perspective versus my perspective versus Joe's perspective, like we all... Uh, on the new record, there's a song called Nebraska Town, and Nebraska Town was a song called Ten Minutes Stop that I know you're familiar with back from the Amos mm-hmm. and the Shoe Flood Memoirs yeah. days. Uh, which am I supposed to bring that up? No, that no we don't. We don't say talk. the f word yeah. <laughs> <laughs> explicitly. <laughs> but you know, there's there's that, and then uh, when we went to do the record to make it fresh, I like kind of chopped and screwed it. And like added in a chorus and that and was a little Christmas part. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. Cri- yeah, a little Christmas little part. Christmas. And uh, <laughs> to the hook, the hook is is good though when that when that hook comes in. Well, to try and like From bring Christmas. it bring it this new bring at the song this new uh, feeling and um, I th- I think it kind of creates this sense of urgency in the lyrics and it makes it a little more compelling. It was already really. It was already written in a compelling way, so adding in the choruses and making you like wait forward a little bit, and then yeah. pushing you f- yeah. forward a little bit, and then we change up the singers uh, or the vocal singer in the song three times, mm-hmm. and so it, it kind of has this like a lot of textures going on. But when we did it, we had to add this like tag at the end, and I didn't really we didn't really know what to do for it, and so I just kind of sat down and I was like, okay, real quick, write something out, and it was. Uh, we all let mamas down why can't we just make the phone call uh, that whole thing mm-hmm. which uh, kind of based on the context of the rest of the song like mm-hmm. it seems like it's a little drawn back but it ends up, it ended up kind of being this like moral of the story by adding in this further dimension of the song world that we had created right in my head the whole time i was just like well anything goes in song world (laughs) so in other words i get part of the songwriting credit on that uh no i you know i'll have my uh, lawyer call yours (laughs) (laughs) no i think i think that's always interesting and i I, I, sometimes there's a little bit of like pullback from it i know i know when we were writing for the album we wrote something like or we demoed like 27 songs for this album yeah Um, and there are a couple places where, you know, I, th- I think that we, as songwriters, we can get really wrapped up in writing the song yeah. as opposed to creating the story yeah. or um, really looking at what, um, if it were happening to us, what our emotional bearing would be in the situation. And so I like to do this thing uh, in my head where it's kind of like, dimensional songwriting so you have uh, 2d songwriting which is kind of like your james bond he likes women and fighting and that's it right you know? and then uh, you know that's also what have you uh mario right he goes from side to side he goes up and down yeah and then you have so that's kind of like where i think all of our stories start there's always a good and a bad there's a like there's an obvious emotion we're feeling and, and then the third dimension is like well what does that look like uh, applied, you know, how do we apply feeling upset or something to a situation? And then that kind of brings in the, like what I think a word that we throw around a lot is a uh, human, you know, I think songs being human is really important. I know uh, one of my favorite bands is snake across the crown yeah. when they put out cotton teeth, like every song on that record sounded like it happened in your backyard, Yeah, you know? And, uh, so there's that. And then I like to do this thing where I throw a curveball at myself where 
I throw in like a fourth dimension, not a 4D, because I think in movie theaters that's like fart fart smells and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, deeper layers. Yeah, I mean, because if we're talking about, I mean, you have um, cutting the onion and making them cry. One, one dimension is back oh, and forth. Uh, second dimension adds in up and down. Third dimension adds uh, like width, like you can move. And then the fourth dimension would be adding in time, you know, in, in like physics mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So like why, why when we write songs, is it, I love you, 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 or I hate you, I hate you. And then like, after that, it's like, you really hurt my feelings. It's like, mm-hmm. we got that from the first, so like, give mm-hmm. me, give me a little something more. Yeah. And so I kind of, um, that's something that I always think is really interesting to bring to the table. Cause, uh, when, let's see, Joe wrote the song Holy Roller, which is the last song on the record, Joe Grove, mm-hmm. our bass player. Um, and he, w- he was coming from this place, and I, I had a really hard time kind of uh, resonating with it, you know? And it was kind of one of those things where I've had to subtext it in my head based on my, like, personal guidelines for yeah. songwriting so that when we do play it, I can connect with it. I can Right. And we didn't play it live for a really long time because I couldn't remember the words because, like, they didn't, like, that's yeah. tough, you know? Like, if something doesn't resonate with you uh, exactly, like, you're going to have a harder time. Or right. or the exact opposite. If it's a song you hate, you know, <laughs> every word or whatever. <laughs> um, but that was, that was one of the things that I had to do, like, some, you know, some stuff I had to work out to make sure that we could be able to play that song live because it's, it's a really nice song. And I think it touches people, um, who have had to deal with those situations. Uh, and if you're not familiar, it's kind of this like pulling away from the path that was created for you by the people, uh, who came before you, uh, specifically parents and and such. Yeah. I think you have to do that with, I mean, with every song or I have to do with every song that I didn't write, you know, like make it, yeah. And I may not approach it the same way that you do, but um, it still happens as far as like, or I may not consciously do it anyway. Like you create a connection to the song and uh, something that's like make it something that you love because, you know, that's the song. Those are the songs that we wrote and those are the songs that we're playing, even though I didn't have any part of making the yeah. or creating the lyrics or writing lyrics or anything. It's still, um, it's more like I'm connecting with you, the writer. Right. This is weird uh-huh. that we're kind of having this happen here right now. But it's more like I'm connecting <laughs> with you, the writer, and my friend, and he wrote this thing, um, and it means a lot to him, and I'm going to draw from that meaning and make it, even if it's not like totally, it may be more subconscious than... than sure. And that's nice, but I, I think like on... Well, we're just going to talk for a while. Right? <laughs> no, <please. laughs> so I think um, like when you wrote Showdown... Right. Yeah. Um, that's st- like a lot of us were kind of there for like the jump point of right. that story, and so when it came to um, kind of jumping in there, and uh, especially with the guitar stuff that I wrote for it and later changed and like rewrote and wrestled with, it was like I really want the guitar part to feel like all the stuff that I was feeling when we were there and right. this kind of crazy thing was happening. Um, kind of. Uh, maybe manic in certain ways and then yeah. also yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, and so there's that but then also when uh, like uh, So Long when when we wrote that for Appalachia like or when you wrote it for Appalachia it's like uh, it's like you told the story one time and it was just like boom yeah. you know I think that's I think that's interesting because we well, I guess what we're trying to say is uh, Ben and I are getting married. <laughs> no, we, uh, we, we, uh, we resonate in different ways. And I think, I think it's really fun to be a part of a unit that everybody writes something and it makes you feel something. That's such yeah. a different dynamic, too, because I'm so used to... I mean, I, I, do, I do co-writes with people, but usually it's like you write the song for a purpose, like if it's for their album. You write the song and then you're like, okay, here you go. And it, you don't have to be connected to it. You're just there for that moment. And then you're, you're not singing it every night. Right. So it's, it's, it actually reminds me of the F word, the flood memoirs back when, <laughs> you know, like, uh, 
I was just the bass player, but I was also contributing to some of the writing. And, and Josh, actually, uh, one of the songs that I wrote had a hard time connecting and singing with one of the songs that I wrote. And it took him probably a year. And then all of a sudden, one day, he was like, I love this song. This is my favorite song, you know? Sure. And it's, sometimes it can just change once you actually connect with it. And I think yeah. that it's that way in general, even with your favorite songwriters. Like, mm -hmm. maybe at some point in your life, that song means nothing to you. And then all of a sudden, once you go through something similar, you're like, this guy is brilliant, you know, oh, and yeah. connect yeah. with it. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joel. Hi. Joel is oh. here. <laughs> Joel, yeah, when did you get here? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> ben and I are oh. going to put our pants back on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead seriously. And talk. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's cool because, I mean, of course, anyone who's going to listen to any song and our songs on Tell Me That You Love Me, they have their own meaning behind it. And we could say this is about this and like, oh, okay, I kind of took it in this way. or, But it's it's really fun the the way the songwriting happened for this record and just putting all the songs together. And we had like a list of songs and the ones that weren't finished yet or like lyrically and uh, like on the beginning of On the Wind. Or I don't know if we were going to add that beginning. I don't know. And then uh, we're like, we need something here. And so I grabbed some lyrics from a song that I don't even know if I had a melody to yet. I don't remember and then Joe did too and then Roy was like I can't stop thinking about that song like uh and he was feeling really connected to it like just that little batch of lyrics which for me I wrote about a fictional fictional characters from a book that I had read um but he resonated with it so much so you never know and especially within the, your own band you're like Oh no, I didn't write that about you, but take it. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. And Roy's such a like musically empathetic dude anyway. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when we first started he like he was in awe of some of the <laughs> themes, not even the songwriting, just like I can't believe you guys wrote songs about this. It's <laughs> like, yeah. well, well that's what life's about, you know? <laughs> it's like life because uh, he was in a band that was like the, like towards the end there they were like pretty Zappa-esque like Zappa meets Tom Waits kind of is that Vagabond yeah that Vagabond okay. yeah. Yeah. and uh, they were you know they had such a cool sound cool dynamic and uh, he sang a ton yeah. and um, he uh, you know I just I don't know what any of those songs are about like <laughs> but uh, there was enough of a shift there that he like he came out of this kind of Wait, see, well, there's got to be like a wait, see, and or something, like, like, you know, yeah. like this, like Cohen, Cohen esque, yeah, like Cohen -esque. swing, like dark swing yeah. kind of motif, and come out of that to play for oh, some poncier music that we <laughs> yeah. make, you know, because so, we're we we like the feel good stuff, and I think you if you want to feel good, like in parts, you have to feel kind of bad, and, yeah. Like yeah. uh, you gotta bring them down to bring them up, man. That's oh, dude, dude. <laughs> this one goes to eleven. Uh, so, but you know, it's uh, that, that's always uh, my. I was actually listening to a comedian the other day, and she was saying that she's like, she put the stress on the audience to relieve the tension with the joke, you know. And I think that that is that can also be applied to songwriting where you make someone really tense and then you like release that tension. Oh yeah. So that yeah. they like have that resolution in the song. Well, that's, that's what I've said about, or I, I have this, I was in college, um, and I was in a, a vocal ensemble and the instructor, um, mate was very, very specific about making sure that every part of the song had a dynamic right. and that every part of the song, um, either brought you up or brought you down or it was going to bring you up and going to bring you down like it was leading somewhere because he said um and it's something that i think about constantly um that it's not it becomes uninteresting like it, it just like if in your life or your day-to-day -day, if you do the same thing it's just boring so if a song is just one thing the whole way through then it's boring and if an album is just one thing the whole way through it's boring so you have to have up songs you have to have down songs and it has to be leading right. somewhere yeah. so creed yeah. syndrome like yeah. a movie or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just think, a yeah. yeah. There's a there's a time and a place for <clears throat> mundane songs though. Well, like, I, 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 I'm I'm not sure if mundane is the best. No, uh, or, but even uh, even constant, in that constant. But yeah. even in that consistency, like even in that plateau, there's going to be 
uh, drops and there's going to be like there's going to yeah, be for sure. hooks. I think uh, just a single note that makes no sense. Because <laughs> when you right. have you have songs that are like uh, crafted piece by piece, like I feel like our we have this kind of handcrafted sort of pop uh, thing that's happening, um, and then you have pop songs that are you know moderately formulaic, yeah. and uh, there are songs that come out and you're like, well. Uh, that's not a formula I've heard and if I have heard it I haven't heard it recently and then like you know sometimes I feel like it's this like Jim Jarmusch kind of a, a, like uh, parallel like people who come out and their their song barrels on for an hour and a half and it <laughs> it ends before the ending probably should happen and it feels really right still you know <laughs> and uh, I, like I think I, th- I think those things are really interesting but at the same time like uh, if Damien Rice is on, oh, I'm gonna rock Damien Rice, you know, it's like, and this, I mean, that was like one of the most crapped upon records of that year from Pitchfork, so. Which one is that? Uh, oh. Oh? Yeah, the really? first one, yeah, it got like a four on wow. Pitchfork when it came uh, out. I love that Yeah, it's like one Does of Does Pitchfork like, say anything? It's kind of like if they say something nice about the album, it's probably not gonna do well. Well, <laughs> if they say something really nice about the album right now, it's hip-hop. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, there are a lot of borders that are being pushed around in hip hop, and so I, I can understand that. But it's, <clears throat> you know, it's the same thing that blogs have always been. It's kids with opinions. Like, yeah. kids raising kids, kids with opinions raising kids with opinions. <laughs> like, we're the, um, giving, imparting their opinions. So going back, we talked a, li- <laughs> we talked a little bit about Amos and the Shoe. Um, and Did we? Wow. wow. Well, just <laughs> in you passing. Just mentioned it. Yeah, in passing. So I'm going to bring it back. So, so Ben, you started. Well, it wasn't called Amos and the Shoe. It was called something else. Well, I started out doing Our Departure Solo, Project. Our Departure Project. That was it, yeah. yeah. And I changed it because nobody can. Nobody understands when you say our departure project. It turns into herda perda perda perda. Herda perda perda. Nobody understands what you're saying. The letter R dot departure project. Yeah. R dot. Yeah, R slash. It's a Reddit. Yeah. It's a Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> so you, st- you started with our departure project as a solo project and uh-huh. then picked up some of these guys yeah. along with some other people. Uh, mainly just Steven. Steven yeah. was a... Uh, he... Played banjo for like uh, four shows. Yeah, for like four, four shows, shows or something. Yes. But and in the, your defense, uh, I think we maybe played six shows total. So <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> our department. Or the shoe. Uh, you know, I, I've always, I've always had this yearning. Like all the people that I went to college with and that I was friends with, I think they're all incredible musicians. And so when uh, Amos and the Shoe started, I was really involved in the theater department where I was in college, and so I didn't get to jump in as yeah. as quick as I wanted, but. Um, yeah, I, I learned a lot in Amos in the Shoe also. There were, there were a couple, because I was playing banjo, uh, primarily for... Yeah, it's the, four shows. Four yeah. shows. Four whole four, shows. Four, shows. Yeah. But those four, four shows... <laughs> All of their songs were in four, four. Yeah. Those, those four, four shows were, uh, were really informative to how I deal with the banjo on stage and, and stuff like that, which we don't currently do, but... Yeah. I mean, we're always looking to incorporate... Ben gets to play... Mandolin. Why do I want to electric get, mandolin. I want to. Yeah. I want to get an electric. I want to bail a fleck it up. I want to yeah. Get, <laughs> yeah. I want to get an electric banjo. I like it. I'm gonna call my friend Victor Wooten, and he's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vic, if you're listening, uh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> he actually lives right down the street. Oh, does he? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> but he does. Oh, he's cutting his grass right yeah. now. I see him. Don't yeah. come over for tea. <laughs> Sweet. So, Joe, you you jumped in. On Underhill, right? Yeah. yeah, me and Steven, or Steven... <laughs> and I. And I? Well, no. um, Steven <laughs> Together, called they. me and was like, I want to start a band, and I was like, cool. And then me, him, and um, an ex-member, Brian, um, were the three O-Ridge. We wrote three songs, five songs? We wrote three songs in my bedroom. We did... We did- Five. We did, and then five. I think one of them's on this new album, right? Yeah. 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 Oh Spirit. Echo yeah. of the past. Yeah. yeah. Oh Spirit. I remember that one. One of the first five. Um, Shining was <laughs> one of Shining. We play live still, but um, Grim we play live still. Grim we play live. Oh my gosh, yeah. Time. Those are three of the first five, but we do not play. We don't play something that I like anymore. Or mm. counting letters. Or counting letters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone I don't remember when it, it was sometime last year. Someone goes. 
like counting letters. And we all looked at each other like, oh my God. Wait, no, you do not want that. <laughs> I was you like, we tried, I think it was like two years ago. We were in New Orleans and we were trying to fill more time or something. Like it was like this huge party, of course, in New Orleans. And like, we were having fun. I was like, okay, we need to play some more songs. And we we're like, let's try counting letters. We haven't played that in years. We can pull that out of our butts. Um, no, we could not. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> started in like two different keys. Uh, yeah, it well, was well, amazing. Yeah, that song was. Uh, well, and <clears throat> I think that song was. Uh, it it like uh, negotiated a lot of how we do things now. Yeah. Also, like the only thing in that song that we don't do now is uh, like bridges. We don't have like a ton of bridges. Uh-huh. Yeah. And even in that song, like the bridge. Um, I don't think anybody. No, no, I'm not sucked. <laughs> no. It just, we, were, we were all learning, you know. Yeah. We were learning how to create uh, Still our, our own song. sound. Yeah, it's mm. a catchy song, and it has the big harmonic stuff. Mm-hmm. It has every verse. It's that dynamic build, you know. It's kind mm-hmm. of, it's how we. It, it helped to inform how we would one day put together songs like. You uh, can almost say it was a bridge to what you're doing. Oh. Yeah. Nope. oh. <laughs> Nice, nice seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but it's, um, and you know, where I don't, like, even something that I liked, something that I liked was a song that bordered on these, like, David Bowie-esque sort of um, chord progressions that didn't make a ton of theoretical sense, and it was, like, there was a, there was this big thing where we had to get from, like, we had to cross two key rivers to get to the next part of the song. And it was... Oh, yeah. It was, uh, like, those kinds of things where where they're not remembered super fondly. They are... I think they're important. To, yeah. And, I mean, I have fond memories of counting letters. Yeah. They're not, some cute songs. Yeah, they're... But they <laughs> ultimately are cutesy. Yeah, so. they're cutesy. We were playing as a three-piece at like yeah, know, coffee we, shops and stuff. Because right. we started we started as a three-piece and it was it was acoustic guitar and banjo and tambourine three voices. No, I did not have tambourine. <laughs> you didn't have tambourine. I didn't have tambourine until Ben came. You were a stand. You were a standard. You I held was standard. the microphone. I had no idea like what to do. I've only sang in like choirs before, and then Stephen like wanted me to sing. I thought he wanted me to like be the band manager for something he was going to start. And he was like, no, I want you to sing. I was like, oh God. And so I was like, <laughs> I don't know. And so I literally, I saw a picture from like, whenever we first started, I had my hands in my pockets yeah. singing <laughs> at this like that. coffee shop. Cause I was like, I feel so weird. I don't know what to do. It is weird not having an instrument just like yeah. standing there. Like yeah. now, I, you know, well, if, and also if I, I wasn't. I kind uh, of pulled her out of a living room and said, hey, true. you're about yeah. to sing. I was like, <laughs> I just sing with my Billy Holiday records. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, um, we'll do this in front of people. And I was like, eh. so. Uh, but it was good. But yeah, Ben, when uh, Ben was the fourth member, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or. Brandon, Brandon was the fourth member. Oh, we don't okay. have to do this all day. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, when I remember when Ben, when we were practicing and uh, Ben was playing mandolin, and um, like, we need tamarind. You should play tamarind. I was like, cool. Never done this before. And I was like, this will be easy. Like everyone always says to me about tamarind. And <laughs> I was like, oh, singing while doing this is not, not easy. as easy. Oh, it's tough. But, it's a tough thing. I remember a lot of practices where I made myself look foolish. <laughs> trying, to, trying to tambourine and yeah. oh, was, it's it's funny like when you just get some I don't know I wouldn't call them mansplain tambourine splainers tam splain they try to tam splain to me <laughs> they're like uh, uh, what do you play and I'm like oh, I'd like play some guitar but in the band that right now uh, play tambourine and they're like oh and I'm like I'm like take it sing a song be on beat yeah yeah, yeah. and it's a I and mean it's can't. a percu- it's a percussion instrument yeah. like yeah. And it's not it's not just a tambourine. We also have this weird abacus thing that we have still don't know the name for. Uncle Shaky. Yeah, we named it Uncle Shaky. That's all. It's you like did. yeah, it's like a, it's like a rectangle, and it it's kind of formatted like an abacus, and it has several different. Uh, I call it a tambacus because little shakers on yeah, it. yeah, it looks Interesting. like yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. It is, and we found it in some. It is in Panama, Panama City. City. Yeah, so a music store in Panama. Um, yeah. And Joel got so excited, she was like. I was like, it and, sounds like chains. And since, <laughs> and since uh, it had two handles, 
they're gone. They're gone. Oh, uh, it's just now it's just a rectangle. It has so many layers <laughs> of, duct, of tape. duct tape on the side <laughs> because the nails, like after having it for so many years, the nails started to come out and they were cutting my hand open. <laughs> On stage. That's rock and roll, man. Dude, just my get most over it. my most rock and roll moment. Probably no one knew about this except me, so I could feel cool. But <laughs> we were playing and it uh sliced my hand open a little bit and Dang. I was like, uh and then I noticed there was blood running down my arm. So I licked the blood off of my arm <laughs> while we were <laughs> I think it was at the Alabama Music Rock, so that makes a lot of sense. But I was like I can never top that rock and roll. That is pretty moment. badass. Yeah. I don't know if anyone saw it but me, but that's, I gave myself a little. That's Gene Simmons. <laughs> Gene Simmons. Ozzy would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> From my Tampa kiss. Yeah, you bite, bite the head off your tambourine. <laughs> Spit it into the crowd. So are you going to go back to Florida and get a new one or just keep rolling with it? It's a one of, like, someone made that in their garage. Like, oh, okay. It is have, not a thing. I've been on forums and, like, uh, just really research yeah like percussion instrument research and i can't find anything that even kind of like we would have to find like a a build we would have to go to that that music store and then talk to not the guy that owns it now because by now i'm sure he has bought it from the person that owned it originally right find him at his house because i'm sure he's retired and ask him if he remembers what guy made that thing in his garage five years ago? Yeah, <laughs> like oh, seven silly, years ago, silly Jim. And then, oh, so oh, he's dead. He's back in prison. Yeah, <laughs> back in prison. <laughs> back in prison. Yeah. He used to make those prison instruments <laughs> out of whatever he could find. Oh, what's he in prison for? Tax evasion. <laughs> yeah, so maybe you're the asshole. Slippery Jim. <laughs> Slippery Jim. So they used to he goes by it. a lot of aliases. He just changes the uh, adjective before. <laughs> Oh man, that was great. So that was your favorite moment in band history was licking blood off of you. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know about favorite, but uh, most badassed moment. Do y'all, do y'all have any other like fond memories? Of- um, I always talk about on our first or second tour, maybe third, I don't tour. remember. We pull, we played in Houston um, and uh, there was nobody there except for one guy oh, that uh, was an acquaintance and um, it was a really strange venue that offered to let us sleep there, and we opted to... Stephen actually said, I would rather... To us, not to the venue. <laughs> he said... I was like, well, they offered to let us sleep, and he said to me, I would rather sleep in the middle of the street. So That sounds very Stephen-like. The friend that came out, uh, we couldn't stay at his house for whatever reason, so we were kind of like... We didn't want to spring for a hotel. We're really cheap. So he, also, we asked him where we could, like, where's a cool spot, and he directed us to a a bar area, and uh, specifically one bar, and we like grouped, like we got together before we went in. I'm like, all right, here's the plan: we're gonna go in, we're gonna be friendly, we're gonna talk about stuff, and we're gonna get some place to stay tonight. And sure enough, we met some dude that had a, he was hanging out with a bunch of friends, and uh, he invited us over to his place and they like sabered champagne and uh, we hung out there and he had like a rare Beatles record. Yeah, That's it was, really cool. we, we coined the, uh, the term picking up a house because <laughs> we, uh, we just went like, this is what we're going to do. And that was, that's, and the next day, like, he left, and a friend of his came over and showed us around Houston, and we, like, drove around and walked to different places and went to, like, a museum or something. Yeah. And, uh, that's, like, one of my favorite things, because <laughs> it was, uh, it was a really bad show and, uh, turned it into, like, a really good memory, you know? And that's the kind of stuff that actually yeah. happens a lot with us, I feel like. What about you, Steve? Uh, I have no fond no. memories. <laughs> Not a single one. I have no fond memories of this band. No, I think, uh, let's see, I, there was a time, and it... I'm probably like alone in this, but we played we played a show at the peak of our membership, and it was, um, you like, mean like number like wise, yeah. Oh, like the and nine was, people, yeah. In the band. And and I think you know we remember it was a difficult thing to have nine people in a band, obviously. Yeah. Um, what are we, Edward Sharp? But well, Edward Sharp's imaginary, so <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but you know we, it was. Uh, Brian was in the band. Mm-hmm. No, he wasn't. Cause Jaeger. was he playing drums? I don't think he was. I, I think, think was. Brian was gone again. Mm-hmm. He was. He's always gone. No, he was. Uh, He's he always was leaving. Recording his wife at the time. Um, ah. But it was 
and Bill. Which is what the song was about that he screwed up. Oh, was it? And lost the lyrics to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. He was, was like, about whatever, winning America. her back over. Yeah. That's what, that was the song we wrote. Anyways. Uh, me and Joe and Ben, or Joel and Ben, and then Brian and Jordan Price and Heath, Heath. Walton and Haley J and oh, George Camel. Was it Lane playing drums? And George I'm, Camel. I'm guessing Lane. Yeah, he lives here now. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's doing the whole uh, Dave Ramsey thing. Yeah. Yeah. But he, yeah, so he, he was wearing a bright red outfit for that music box show. Yeah. Red pants, red shirt, banjo. Yeah. yeah I, I thought that was so funny. Um, not in a bad way, just in a fun way. Um, but I really, like, that was the most connected I felt to, um, like, it was the first moment in the band where I felt really connected to the vision for the band. And obviously that vision has evolved and changed and right <laughs> but uh, that that's like a benchmark for me realizing that um where we are now um we like we've fulfilled another thing like i wouldn't have known what that felt like if it wasn't for that and, right and that show was really fun yeah it was like the yeah. most it was such a fun show we had we had the keys and the, and the chains and the violin and the mandolin and the banjo and it was Balthrop, Alabama, kind of what have you, and it's yeah. really, really super fun. And uh, you know, eventually, I'd like to get to a place where we could have a lot of that stuff again. But you know, it's it's one of those things where you we we as kind of established um, what we could do with all that, and we learned a lot from that. And then because we learned a lot from that, we learned that we didn't need all that, and we we pared it all down. And then we moved on to like a six kind of person format. And now we're down to a five person format. And Soon it's just going to so be Steve. I was going to say, who's, <laughs> who's yeah. getting Talk cut next? Three years it's not even going to be me. It's just going to be my outfit on a hanger. <laughs> like, <laughs> press play. Yeah. And walk away. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's get a performance. Get one of those cool piece. guitar stands that looks like a dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's um, like, I, I remember that kind of stuff finally. The stuff where I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that I mean, our first tour in the crap van. Oh, yeah. God. Um, you know, because we we've been on tour with the Wolverines, and we went on tour as like a joint thing. Yeah. Back in the day, but those were like two weeks, and it was Kush, and we, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we borrowed the college trailer. Yeah. Like and. Yeah, uh, you're just like having fun. Right, right. Suburban. Yeah. You know, it's like. Um. But yeah, I think, I think that's kind of my deal. Is I, any any time where I'm learning something, or because I try, I'm trying to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn all the time. So what's the next move? Like where where do you see yourselves going? Um, uh, the next, I want to get. Um, uh, would love to have a booking agency. Somebody kind of. We've got some great folks behind us now, as far as uh, Susan. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, Jeff Wooding out in Portland um, and Skate Mountain is great um, pushing us and um, you know uh, recording the album and, and putting that out and, and it's really it's opened like been up, a year right? y'all recorded that a year ago we recorded a year ago it's yeah. only been out uh, two, two months, months. Two months. Yeah. Right. but it feels like I mean we've been working yeah. on these songs at least this particular album in this project since like October, December, October, December yeah. of 2016. We started, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, the next thing is booking uh, like somebody that has just just adding people to the team. Yeah, you know? we're I Europe. Mean, we've obviously been DIY for so long. You know, talk, yeah. talking about our process from start to where we are now. Um, so in the past, I mean, the past year and a half, two years, um, being able to work with more people kind of expand our network a little bit. We're just, we just want to continue to do that. And we've kind of honed in on, you know, the five of us, we all wrote together and then we've been playing and practicing. We've been playing more than we ever have. Yeah. Um, going further than we ever have, um, like to new cities. Um, so we're really, we're just trying to do it. We're putting our whole lives into it. Um, and we're all, we're kind of like, Obviously, we have the the music and the creativity, but we all have like the business side too. We all do 
we talked about getting business cards of each like <laughs> yeah, PR each booking uh, yeah. this um, because you know we're doing that constantly. So and we always will continue to be doing that. We're never going to stop working really hard. So I guess yeah. just we're going to keep going and it's just a snowball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I think I think eventually I'd like to have just somebody that we tell to do all the stuff that we do. Right, that's, like, <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Like one person for each, right? Right. That's yeah. it. Then you can actually write the songs. And Man, enjoy wouldn't that be them. Right. Yeah. We could just yeah. sit down and write a song. Yeah, as a band. <laughs> that's what, yeah, because we're gonna be um, working on our second album. Yeah, we're supposed that's already. To, uh, yeah. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I mean, we already have songs. You know. We have songs earmarked, and we have uh, spots where we want songs to go that haven't been written yet. We all have, or are being worked on, you know. Um, There's ones that we have that we definitely want to put on that next album, um, as long as it makes sense. Um, And there's songs that we maybe demoed for the last one that we maybe didn't quite meet the mark, and we're going to maybe dissect them a little bit and put them back together Mm -hmm. and see see what comes out at the end. So there's a lot of them that we have... That we've worked on for quite a while, but <laughs> kind of never really came to fruition. Um, but we still all believe in the song, like Full Blood Moon, and uh, yeah. stuff that's like what that. I was thinking, Full Blood. Um, that we've actually played a couple times, and it just never hit the right way. So we have to kind of go back to the drawing board, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit on some of them. Mm-hmm. But um, touring more. I mean, Europe, the Europe. world. Yeah, the moon. I think has a new venue that uh, I've been hearing about, so we're yeah. gonna go there and check it out. Pretty cush up there. Yeah, that was our first interview. Was ever? No, it was when Joel brought the interview to a halt by saying the moon. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> Wait, what? Was, Stephen remembers a lot of was, things that I do was, that I don't with, remember. It was with Emily Hayes from Ninety Two Zoo yeah. in Mobile at the time, and. She said, so where do you guys see yourselves in five years? And Joel said, the moon. <laughs> and quiet. And that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> on the radio? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> or on, like, on was, that note. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're was, done here. No, oh, all right. <laughs> oh, no. The mic stopped working. Mm. See you later. I think there was a time that, that Stephen would just prefer that I did not say things. Like, I feel like yeah. I was probably on edge every time I would start talking interviews. Because yeah, I'm that, just a nonsense person. Well, that time <laughs> that time was anywhere between like, two, let's see, 2010 when we started uh-huh. and 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Any time in that 10 year span. She's still learning. Basically. She's still learning. Uh, no, no. It's, uh, it, it, well, it, it all kind of plays into that. Like, she didn't know. I, I heard her singing along to something on a couch uh, a decade ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like. I want, I want some of that, you know, for the for the music that I want to make, and then, like, and then well, I took this, like, for all intents is like Wemo backwoods whatever, and put you in front of a microphone. What did I think was gonna happen? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the like. Oh, so it's your fault. Then. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I'm okay taking the blame. It's just a funny. <laughs> I'm not editing any of that. That's all making it in the she's, podcast. Yeah. She's got her hands in her pockets just saying the moon. To <laughs> the moon. Uh, I don't think that girl's all there. Are you see yourself in five years? Um, the moon? <laughs> That's okay, not cool. a bad place she, to see yourself, like, honestly. Then she disintegrated and no one ever saw her again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, is that Bjork? Is Bjork there? <laughs> Maybe that's who she was channeling, you know? Yeah, well. Mm, I did... Uh, perform as a mime to a Bjork song in high school. Well, there you go. That, that <laughs> explains not that. A joke. All right, that's a story we need to spend the next 15 minutes talking about. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's dive into this. Let's unfold this. It was for a beauty pageant. <laughs> okay. Did you win? That was... No! Wait, wait, wait. Wait, you... was that your talent? Yes. Oh, okay, so you were competing in the beauty pageant? You weren't just like, this is just what I do when they brought me in for Well, they table. have it. It was like... So for a set change, they brought her in. <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, oh, this seems cool. They get, they people get to do skits if they do this pageant. I was like, I'm not going to win a beauty pageant, but I get to be a mom. So I painted my face and all the girls, I went to like... A school in Sims, Alabama, like outside of Mobile. Everyone wore cowboy boots. So everyone's like, are you painting your face? And I was like, 
yeah, I'm a mime. And all the girls are freaking out because they spent like two hours getting their makeup done. I'm like, I'll just wipe it off and put my makeup back on for whatever. And so I did a mime dance routine to a Bjork song. And I don't know if anyone liked here's, it. Here's my but... question, though. Was there not an easier way to let everybody know you are out of your mind? <laughs> hey, I got, I got Miss Congeniality. There you go. Probably because I felt bad for They gave you a DVD? <laughs> I think it was probably a VHS. VHS? That's terrible. <laughs> Uh, well, well, the, um, so what I've learned here is y'all are really mean to her. <laughs> Miss, do you guys think it's weird that Miss Congeniality is something you can get at a beauty pageant? That's like saying, like, that was like hey, the, you're not, I mean, this you're is not weird. anything we're looking this for. A, this is a beauty but, pageant, but at least you're nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey man, I felt way more awesome getting Miss Congeniality than if I would have won Miss Backing. Of course so. you did. You, you joined the ranks of Sandra Bullock. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now would, I'm gonna who fight. Who wouldn't want to be amongst those stars? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of questions. Yaya, you guys man. have just blown my mind. <laughs> oh man! Well, Little known facts with the Underhill family. Well, have you ever dressed up like a mime? I haven't, but in my talent show in high school, uh, we did a rap song. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Pill Wayne. Pill Wayne. Pill Wayne. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just me and a bunch of my friends and it was awful. But um, no, a lot of people <laughs> really enjoyed it and we didn't get anything. I think it was rigged. Oh, uh, my name's Pill Wayne. Politics, man. Yeah. Politics. I like to rap every a, day. Man, I remember telling shit. That was basically the lyrics. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even kidding. It was really bad. And I'm a jive turkey from the U.S. So. <laughs> uh, I, I remember the first time I ever played an original song in public. I was like 15 or 16 years old at the uh, high school talent show. And speaking of songs that just kind of barrel on w- with no uh, means of dynamic or anything, this song was called Animal Farm. And if I ever find the lyrics, I'm going to like pour over them or whatever because I really feel like I was onto something. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't know how to like make it happen because. The song, and I've told this story a bunch of times, like, the first song I ever wrote had open as a chord. It's like, that's not a chord. That's not. <laughs> Which was... Open. Yeah, open. Just... <laughs> it was like e, all... e, or e minor open, A minor. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't make any sense. But the, uh, so this song was just, it was standard blues, E to A with B, whatever. And open. Yeah, an open, uh, God's chord. (laughs) (laughs) The the chord of the angels. Um, But it was called Animal Farm, and I I spent the whole song describing animals. Oh, man. No, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It doesn't get better. Okay. But describing describing animals from, uh, from a perspective of how we relate to them in what was, in my mind, this, like, really edgy conservative christian sort of way like i called i called people cows and pigs and sheep and all that in the song uh calibrato 13 there's a yeah back. <laughs> well you know because they had the yeah. they had the song about like the united sheep of america sheeple yeah. or whatever and not like in a like i was accusing them of being sheep but just in a we are sheep yeah. And like using it as the double entendre of right. like, you know, Jesus being the In shepherd. In your mind, you were Yeah. You were making you were reinventing the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was You were bridging territory that no one's ever. I would not be surprised. On. Now hear me out. <laughs> I wish we had some some pull quotes we, from yeah. like, you know. If oh, we yeah. uh pulled that song out and all you guys immediately died of heart attacks. But no, man, uh, the songs that came out of that. I need to know, Ben, what was your embarrassing... Yeah, do you have one? Embarrassing performance Yeah. Hey, I did place in that talent show, mind you. I did... We never placed. I hope you're not implying that mine was embarrassing because I was very proud of my... It's not that it's embarrassing, it's that we're embarrassed listening to you talk about it. I have, when I was, this is before any band, when I was very young, I've been singing since I was like, like, younger than 10, I don't remember exactly when I started, but... My parents are my parents are missionaries, and we moved to uh, we in in my church uh, sort of um, 
background, we when you a family decides to be a missionary, they do what's called deputation. They go around to different churches, and it's basically going on tour for Jesus, kind of, where you like you go to a church and say, here's the thing that I'm doing. Will you give me money to help support my family and our, our vision for whatever? And um, so I've been doing that for a long time. When I was like, I think I was like 11 or 12, I auditioned for a church production of some something called peanut butter christmas i think and it's a story of this family that gets caught in a um caught in a snowstorm at a hotel and they like learn the real meaning of christmas because all their all their all their presents in their car get um stolen and so they have to like they have to like, go, go to the vending machine okay. and like get get food and like they learn the true meaning of christmas and about how it's, you know all that stuff anyway peanut butter christmas i sang a song um that i auditioned with one other kid and i got the the solo for a song called Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And looking back on it, I'm like, you know what? I got that song not because I sang it better than the other kid. I think I got it because I was the chubby kid singing about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And they thought that was hilarious. And they made you wear, like, it was a kid's choir and you had to wear this. It wasn't even a robe, but it was like a dickie. <laughs> that went, it was like, it was like a, a like shoulder armor or something, but it was just cloth and all the kids were and I walked up there with a microphone singing about a peanut butter jelly sandwich in front of thousands of people in my church <laughs> that is probably the mo- like looking back at the time I was like man I nailed that thing. but looking back it's like I know what happened there why the are- other kid was skinny I was chubby I got to sing the song about the peanut butter and jelly sandwich why why is every piece of Christmas media about people finding out the true meaning of Christmas yeah <laughs> It's like, you like, don't know already? Didn't you see the movie on Hallmark last year, dude? That's what yeah. Christmas is about. We yeah, learned did that you last forget year. over the past 11 months? This Side is note, a Christmas though. movie about fighting a bank robbing uh, thief. Like, Side <laughs> note, Peanut Butter Christmas sounds like a uh, little Christmas wrote oh, yeah, that's music my, for that. That's my right. Christmas album. Yeah, yeah, that's Peanut a little Christmas, Christmas, Christmas album. <laughs> Peanut Butter Christmas. That happened on This Is Us. Is PB is PB Christmas like a? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they stole is things that, from Patch the Pirate, and that's is that, that's is that a big thing? Peanut butter Christmas? Is that, have you seen it since? I remember almost. It went to Broadway after. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was, it's a after West End. Yeah. It's a West End show now. I think. They didn't. They didn't. I didn't get a callback. <laughs> You're not chubby anymore, Ben. No. And now he's You're just an Underhill enough. Family yeah, Orchestra. Just, I'm not singing about food. That's for sure. You guys hungry? <laughs> and that makes. That, that makes me... I want to know so much more. There's a VHS somewhere. I know I, I there is. I want to see it. I got to oh, see it. I know there is. I know there's, uh, there's a VHS of me singing that stupid song yeah. somewhere. Oh, yeah. But... It exists in, in somewhere in... Yeah. Please well, put it, both of these up. Oh, man. For like a throwback Thursday or something. My mom will, to this day, if somebody comes... Or not my mom, my dad. My mom's kind of whatever about it. <laughs> my dad will go on YouTube on the Apple TV... And pull up me singing at church in 2011. I know oh, yeah. what video you're talking about yeah. because I've, I've seen it I think I've plenty seen it, yeah. of times. Why are you doing this? Yeah. That was, I was, that was in 2011. Like, that, was, <laughs> that was eight years, seven years ago. What are you doing? Um, but he loves it and it's that, stu- it's that need to breed, need yeah. to breed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So everybody Google that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm, I tr- I've tried to take it down. <laughs> That's the worst when it's on someone down. else's yeah. and you, you can't take it down. Email YouTube or... <laughs> Please remove this. And I'm then I also, by it. I also played a, uh, a certain... Let's see, there's a guy named Aaron Ivey. I think it's here. It might be in Austin. But he was a worship guy. But I played a, I played a cover of one of his songs mm-hmm. and he like commented on the video. And if he knew who I was, so it was like, "Hey man, you can't cover my song." And <laughs> I like, I like messaged him back, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm just kidding. That's funny." Oh. <laughs> and then he deleted the comment later. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Your heart dropped. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, I had just worked with him the summer before, and I was like, "Oh no." Well, I think I got everything I need. Um, <laughs> All of our embarrassing do stories. You? Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any? Is do you have any, any more? That usable? Oh yeah. Oh, I've got. Uh, well, there, there's a VHS somewhere of me and my siblings put on putting on a production of Chocolate Pie <laughs> that we made up. It's like a medley of a bunch of songs, and we would make my brother rap. The rap was kind of like pie, pie, I love pie, only chocolate pie. <laughs> um, then, you know I, I want it. some chocolate pie. Yeah, that was basically it. And we had dance moves. 
Um, but the most, my embarrassing story, I was actually very young. I think I was nine years old. Um, and I had the Britney Spears tape, um, where she wrote her name like a butterfly as the bee, which I thought was so creative. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I would listen to it while I made bead animals, bead animal keychains. Oh. Um, this is my childhood. Oh yeah. I remember those things. (laughs) Yeah. Zebra, if you're talented. You had to do this with this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know all the drawings actually. Okay, sorry. You can't see our. Steven is waving his right hands now. back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in this scene, Joel is waving <laughs> hands back and forth. <laughs> so I really liked that song sometimes. And I was singing along to this. Great song. Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Um, so I was listening to this tape all summer. I was eight or nine, whenever. I bought it. It was $8, I remember. Mm. Um, Big money for an Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is all my allowance. $1 um, a year. So I decided one night, um, I don't, my parents were divorced or something. So like sometimes we would, uh, sleep in the bed with my mom. So she wasn't lonely. And I was like, mom, I think I can sing. <laughs> and she goes, oh yeah. And my mom's like practically asleep and I'm standing on the side of the bed, like ready to perform. And I was like, can I sing for you? And she was like, sure. And she was practically asleep. And I stood there for probably 10 minutes trying to get my nerves up to (laughs) sing this song by Britney Spears. And I was so nervous. And it just basically came out like... (laughs) And I was trying to sound like Britney Spears. I was like... And I was like, my voice was shaking and it was nasally and awful. And I got done and... I don't know if my mom said anything. <laughs> he just laid She's down. Asleep, yeah. I think she just was like, oh God, just make it huh? She's like, and I was like, Stay. she goes, it was, it was great. It was great. <laughs> Give her too much time. You know, was, oh yeah, I was like, back I was out. standing there for, I don't know how long before I decided to actually start okay, singing. Okay, come on. But I was like, I was like, I think I got this. I think this is something I might want to do. Oh God. So you were eight was, years old. Eight years old is when you uh, realized your vision. My <laughs> vision your purpose. to sing Britney sing Spears song. The ends of beds. When I was uh, eighteen or nineteen, I went to Cornerstone Fest in Illinois. Yeah, I and um, that was the first time I saw Me Without You and Further Seems Forever and Blindside and Reliant K and Which Dave Bazan. Huh, the second incarnation. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, um, but they had like. Uh, sort of uh, showcases that you could sign up for uh, at certain stages. Yeah. And we, me and our lead singer and our drummer went without a bass player and we were just going to hang out and they had these showcase things. We didn't bring any instruments so we like let's, we got the harebrained idea to play one of these showcases and we didn't have any instruments so we borrowed them from people and we picked a guy that was in our, our, our campsite to play bass and because he, he volunteered or we picked him because he volunteered that doesn't make sense <laughs> whatever he so we were sitting around the campsite and he's like recording out like charting songs and he's like trying to learn them and uh, we get up there and it's my first experience with a guitar that had a locking nut and a Floyd Rose so um, and I didn't realize it until it was I was putting it on actually I didn't realize it till later because I get up there and hit the first chord of the song and it is not in tune to like standard it was somebody that had like first it locked and had it tuned to some open chord or some drop tuning or whatever it was. So everybody else keeps going, and I'm trying to tune it on the headstock, which but is it's doing locked. no good at yeah. all. Uh, and I'm singing along at the time, and I get I look over, and the guy that let me borrow his guitar was in a band called um, Forever Changed. And uh, he, he like I look over, and he's like gesturing me off stage. <laughs> like, just go on stage, dude. Stop singing, stop playing, just go on stage. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. <laughs> That's that's pretty to bad. Get, <laughs> okay, I feel like I'm telling you to just stop. <laughs> Wait, no, who, get off from, stage, who stop. was it from Forever? <clears throat> uh, it was Ben, the guitar player. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, ben, the guitar player. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've got to give you my most em- embarrassing yes, please. story. Yes, please. Yeah. We all got our pants off here, man. Let's see what you got. If you're, for you listening at home, we all have our pants off. My pants are on. That's being weird. Y'all are really weird. 
So in junior high, I think it was seventh grade, uh, of course, everybody got a guitar for Christmas. And the first song they wanted to learn was Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right, so for the, for the talent show, there was like, there's literally three girls that sang Strawberry Wine. Dana <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> Carter. And uh, so, and then there's us playing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Well, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I had a bass, but they already had a bass player. So I was like, I'll just sing. He can't even sing anyway. I'll sing. Right. And so we go to the practice and they're like, yeah, you're not going to sing. You're, you're not, you, you what? can't sing. So they played an instrumental and then they made me a dancer with like a couple other guys in the background. A dancer? Yeah. So like, cause you know, in the video they have like the cheerleaders or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like we were in the background just doing stupid, like goofy stuff, no vocals. And I was dancing in the they background. They didn't even let you play bass? No. They, were, they had a bass oh, player. They, they, so yeah. they, okay, hold on. So this so is in lieu of 12-year-old singing, Will. They, so in lieu of someone your singing, consolation they, was they, to dance in the background <laughs> with the two other guys. Nice. Were you yeah. wearing cheerleader uniforms? I vaguely remember something like At least pom-poms? Funny. Pom-poms? I think we might have had pom-poms okay. and like a, a trampoline or something. But. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's some production value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got a trampoline. We didn't place. Didn't place? <laughs> really? I think it was first that place was strawberry wine, second place was strawberry wine, third place was strawberry wine. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's perfect. Perfect thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. I remember uh, that song's so good, though. <laughs> strawberry yeah. wine. I would much rather like, listen to three covers of strawberry wine than one instrumental cover of another <laughs> song. Yeah. <laughs> Is that um, the song that's like, is that it? No. Yeah. <laughs> she wore no. a strawberry uh, one. Yeah. What's the uh, um um were all the girls named the same thing? Because that would have been good too. Like from Recess, like Ashley B, Ashley yeah. B, Ashley yeah. C. Yeah. Yeah. It was in first place. Ashley, Ashley A. A. <laughs> strawberry, strawberry one. one. Strawberry one. Ashley B. You know, it's convenient. We we're talking about this because we wanted to end the podcast with an acapella version of Strawberry and Wine. One. And it's you. And uh, <laughs> well, I thought you were going to do it. I was, I was all about it. I don't know. I don't know. Strawberry one. Thanks so much for tuning in to Americana Station podcast. Um, you can check out. The Underhill Family Orchestra at The Underhill Family Orchestra on Instagram at Underhill Family on Twitter, as well as like them on Facebook and visit them at weareunderhill.com. You can also check out their record label, Skate Mountain Records at skatemountainrecords.com. And um, be sure to like Americana Station on all those social media. It is uh, at America Station on Twitter and at Americana Station on Instagram, as well as we're on Facebook as facebook.com slash Americana Station. We will see you next time. There's a lot of great podcasts coming up. Make sure you uh, come to one of our showcases during Americana Fest and uh, be sure to visit willpayneharrison.com. Until next time, remember, in song world, anything goes.